Welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Sunday morning worship service via conference call. I am your host, Elder Lorraine Hopkins. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia, 30288. We invite you to take advantage of our food pantry services on Thursdays between the hours of 10 a.m. and noon and on Saturdays between the hours of noon and 2 p.m. We hope you enjoy today's service and find something in it that will resonate within your heart and drive your love, passion, and commitment towards our Heavenly Father. We also hope that you hear something that will help to enhance your relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please sit back, relax, take some really good notes, and enjoy the word. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to the book of St. Matthew, chapter 20. The book of St. Matthew, chapter 20, and we will go to verse 20. And when you have it, if you would stand with me as we give reverence to God's most holy word. God is holy, and so is his word. He said he yields his word. My God, Reverend Moses Blanton, we thank God for you. Uh, the men are looking mighty sharp in their white, and Dr. Boone coming up the middle in his black and orange, and the women are looking most beautiful. We thank God for you. We don't want to call it today, y'all. The word of the Lord coming from the book of St. Matthew, chapter 20, verse, starting at verse 20. Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And he said unto her, What will thou? She said unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on thy right hand and the other on the left, in thy kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You know not what you ask. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They say unto him, We are able. And he said unto them, You shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my Father. That is God's most blessed word that us pray. O Heavenly Father, we come, God. We come with thanksgiving in our hearts. We come, God, repenting of our sins and our trespasses. We come, God, with the desire to stay on the straight and the narrow path. We come seeking strength, knowledge, and wisdom from you, Lord. Hallelujah. Knowing that all of our help comes from you. We come, O oh Lord, just thanking you for Mother's Day and all the mothers, God, those that are past, present, and even those that are future, Lord. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. For everything that you have done for us. For all good and perfect things come from you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, God, put us on one accord, Lord. Hallelujah. So that we can hear what the Spirit of God has to say to the church on today, Lord. 
Speak to the innermost part of our being. Speak to our spirit, Lord, our soul, God. Give us the ear, God, to hear, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. We find any tiredness or weariness from our spirit, so God. And we ask that there be an alertness, alertness like never before, oh God. I yield to the power of the living God. I decrease as you increase. Now, God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. My God. Hallelujah. If I were to have a subject today, and I do, it's the extreme measures of a mother. Extreme measures of a mother. And we know, people of God, that mothers will go to any length for their children. Our mothers have defended us when we were wrong and also when we were right. Mothers would stand by their children, no matter what. Hallelujah. Uh, but I want to bring to your attention today one particular woman in the Bible, and I will say this about her. First of all, just looking at the, the text today, we know that she was a married woman, a married mother, that is. She was the wife of Zebedee. Zebedee was a prosperous fisherman in Galilee. You'll find that in Mark chapter 1, verse 20. Hallelujah. And we also know that she and Zebedee had at least two children, two boys. And they were young men when Jesus uh, began preaching. We know them by name. Their names were James and John. Hallelujah. And then that she was a mother, y'all, she was like any other mother. All she really wanted was for her kids to do right, to do good, and to prosper. In fact, if you were to look deeper, she wanted them to prosper even as their souls prospered. Hallelujah. And she made it a point to do her part in making that happen. Now, at this particular time, her kids were kind of, what during those days, uh, almost grown. And as a matter of fact, most of the disciples that were called by Jesus, they were young men, but during that dispensation of time, they were considered almost adults. Most of the disciples were under the age of 18. Hallelujah. But still, this mother... My God, she wanted the same thing now as she did when they were younger. And we, it never ends for mother. We're always looking at the, for the best interest of our children. Now, that's not to say that the fathers aren't, but, <laughs> but we're talking about the mothers today. Amen. Can we do that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In our text today, we know that 
by way of God's word, that this is the last week in Jesus' earthly ministry. His 12 disciples, apostles, have followed him for three years, and they have watched him preach about the coming of God's kingdom. They saw Jesus perform miracles after miracles. Has Jesus performed a miracle in your life? I know he's performed some, I can say some, in my own life. My God. They saw Jesus heal the lame. They saw Jesus restore sight to the blind. They, they, they saw him, oh God, as he raised those that were uh, pronounced dead. He raised them back up. My God. Hallelujah. And now here in the final days, we see this mother, this woman, this wife by the name of Salam. She was the mother of James and John, and she came to Jesus with a request. Her request was was just this, people of God. And I know it had a lot of people scratching their heads. But she said she wanted a place of honor for her sons in the common kingdom. Oh, God, hallelujah. She asked that one would sit on the right hand of Jesus and the other would sit on the left hand. She was asking for the two highest positions under Christ. My God. Now, I would say she was going to some extreme measures making such a request. Hallelujah. And even though we have heard that many criticize Salome, many people criticized her. She was a faithful woman to God. She did much for the Lord during the times that she was mentioned in the Bible. So we can just imagine what she really did that wasn't mentioned in the Bible. But yet this one thing that she did, she was criticized by so many people. Some said that it was a worldly request. Some said that she was going over the top for her children. Some said that she was very selfish. Hallelujah, that she would want the best position for her son. But mothers today, just think, haven't there been times in your life where you have wanted or maybe still want the very best position for your own children, even though some of them are well-grown and have children themselves. My God, hallelujah. But when you look at the scripture, you must take note of this, that Jesus himself did not criticize her. He did not say, you're crazy, you're going over the top with this, you're asking a ridiculous request. Jesus just brought to her attention some true facts, and he said, you don't really know what you're asking. Hallelujah. He said that, are you able to drink of the cup that I should drink of? Because, see, Jesus knew his assignment. He knew his demise. He knew the suffering that he had to go through. But people of God, we know too that his word says that if we suffer with him, we shall reign with him. 
Glory to God. So many of us are willing to suffer with the Lord. My God, hallelujah. And then he goes on and says, and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. And guess what? They say it unto him. Hallelujah. We are prepared. We are prepared. Even though they probably didn't understand the magnitude of what they were saying, yet they had a willing heart to say, yes, Lord, we are prepared. My God. Hallelujah. We don't know what uh, Salome's motive was. All we know is that she was asking the Lord to be in a position of authority and power, but it may have been that she was just like you or just like me, that I want you to be just connected so much to Jesus Christ that you're going to sit on his right hand. One were on the right hand, the other on the left hand. Hallelujah. And if we were to be truthful, my God, there's a possibility that we would ask Jesus the same thing. Uh, we are asking Jesus for favor over our children. We're asking Jesus for promotion over our children. There's so many things that we're asking. If you are the mother like Salome was, you would be asking Jesus many, many requests over your own children. My God, hallelujah. Now, Salome, one may say, well, who, who was her? Who was this Salome? As a matter of fact, people of God, I, I haven't heard the preach word about this Salome uh, before. I'd like to say that I, I, it was a preach to me, but somehow I don't remember my God, Dr. Boone, did you preach it? Because <laughs> they say he probably did. Glory to God. But um, again, we know that she was the mother of James and John. They were the sons of Zebedee. Hallelujah. My God. And uh, we also know that uh, 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 when we look at her life, we'll find out some other interesting things about her because uh, um. Although she was the wife of Zebedee, the mother of James and John, she was also the one that showed up at the cross with Mary. My God, because we see her at the cross during the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and that is Jesus, the same one that she and I, my God, to have her son sit on the left and the right, or the right and the left. My God, because if we want to go to Matthew chapter 27, verse 56, it says, uh, we're at the cross, y'all. We're at the crucifixion of Jesus. Our Lord and Savior, my God, is hanging on the cross. He's hanging on the cross for your sins and my sins. And he's fulfilling the divine assignment that he had from his Father in heaven. My God. And the word of God tells us that among them that were, you know, at the cross, uh, they may have been a little bit away from the cross, but they were right there in view. And it says, with Mary Magdalene, and we know that she is the one that was possessed with demons, devils, and had been delivered. And then it says, Mary, 
the mother of James and Joseph. Hallelujah. And women, Mary, I'm sorry. And the mother of Zebedee's children, Zebedee's wife, and that will be James and John. My God. So according to Matthew, hallelujah, we see who's here at the cross. But there's another account, you know, the gospel repeats itself. Because, you know, uh, 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 the word of God says, where, where two or more are established, that, you know, where two or three are established or agree that he is in the midst. His word was established because it was repeated again in two of the other gospels. In the account of uh, Mark, he says it this way. There were also, and that's in uh, 15, chapter 15, verse 40. He said there were also women looking on afar off, probably just a few distance back, a few feet back. And that was Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, the last, and of Joseph and Salome. They are, he actually calls her name, my God. And then John records the same thing. And I like this part because this told us a lot in John chapter 19, verse 25. It says that, and now stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. Now, there are three accounts for this one person named Salome. It appears reasonable to say, without a fact, more than reasonable, that she was Daddy's wife, she was the mother of James and John, hallelujah, and that she was Jesus' mother's sister. My God. Hallelujah. And they were all the same person. Hallelujah. You know, you're an aunt, you're, you're a mother, you're a grandmother, you're uh, 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 a sister. My God, we could be many people, but yet the same person. Hallelujah. And if she was indeed, as theologians think, the mother of Jesus, my God, I mean the, the sister of Jesus' mother, that means what? That she was Jesus' Auntie. And not only was she his, uh, she Jesus' auntie, but that made him James and John's first cousin. My God, hallelujah. But I'm just making a point, child. I'm just saying what I'm saying. Glory to God. Because I believe that regardless of what relationship she was to Mary or to Jesus, my God, because of her. Following Christ and because of her uh, being sold out to the Christian movement, that she would have made the same request. So we don't have to be blood related, my God, but we are related in the spirit, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then uh, one other interesting fact about this woman named Salome that had the audacity of the nerve to approach Jesus in such a manner is that Mark chapter 16 records, verse 1, that on the next evening when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, again, these faithful women, Salome, and mother of the Mary James, went out 
and purchased various spices so that they could put on Jesus' body. You know, a lot of times when we lose people or people are no longer uh, visible to us, uh, we're, we, we don't so much think about doing something further for them. But these women were such godly women that they wanted to make sure that Jesus' body was prepared with various spices. So they went out and purchased some. My God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you imagine Mary at the foot of that cross? Hallelujah. Watching her firstborn child die for our cause, y'all. For our sin. So that we may have the right to the tree of life. But my point is not so much to talk about Mary, because I'm going to preach about her next year. It seems like I preach every Mother's Day. Glory to God. But we are going to focus on Salome. We're going to give her a quote while it's her time. You know, there are times when the lot will fall on you. And when the lot falls on you, glory to God, it will be us, my God, to make sure that you, you get the right props, my God. Hallelujah. Because the word of God says that we ought to esteem others higher than ourselves. Oh, yes, Lord. But there are a few things on this Mother's Day that we can learn from Salome. And I'm going to get through these, y'all. Glory to God, are you praying for me? Hallelujah, hallelujah. You're praying for me. Hallelujah. So the first thing we can say about Salome that we can learn from is that she was dedicated to her children. Hallelujah. She was dedicated because, you know, a lot of times you'll say, well, yeah, mothers usually provide for their children, but there's something greater in these, uh, 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 these words of the Lord. And here we find that she was willing to let them do the work of the Lord. She was willing to let them leave uh, their family business because the word tells us that they had been working with their father on the boat. And when Jesus came passing by and told them to come on, they did what? They got up and they followed him. And they knew that that was okay with their mother and their father. Glory to God. They knew it was okay because they had been well trained. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, the word of God says that they answered Jesus' call immediately. We can't drag our feet when the Lord calls us, y'all. Uh, Matthews, uh, in that word, it says that, <laughs> hallelujah, it says that they were in this ship. They were mending their nets, and Jesus called them. And immediately they left the ship and their father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So to have an immediate response when the Lord calls, we must understand that <laughs> they were spiritually sensitive to the call of the Lord. They were obviously God-fearing young Jewish men who were looking for the coming of the Messiah. Oh, yes, they were expecting him to come. That's why there was no hesitation when he came through and he called their name. 
my God. Hallelujah. They had been raised up, reared up by godly parents. They were young men of character, my God. And they had learned to work. Fathers, yet they, you've ever worked. Hallelujah. But they had been reared up, y'all. Hallelujah. To be godly men of character. And they learned, had been taught to put the spiritual things of God first. Yet, even if it means, even if it means forsaking my parents, even if it means leaving my parents, leaving my comfortable home, leaving the place that I am so familiar with, my God. And we know as time passes uh, that James and John became Jesus' closest disciples. They were often mentioned in the Bible to be among those that were privileged to be close to Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, not only was she dedicated her, to her children, this alone was, but she was willing to go to these extreme measures. You would say she was willing to go to bat for them. And that is no different from any mother. What I would say most mothers, my God, hallelujah. But at some time in your life of being a mother, there will always be a time that you are willing to go to bat. Sometimes you may lose focus, my God. But we're going to talk about those mothers that are always willing to go to bat for their children because it's not a bad thing, y'all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I can imagine that she must have had a conversation with her husband. Because you see, she was prompted by her sons, really, to go ask Jesus this particular thing. But I can imagine she was having a conversation with, with, with her husband saying, you know, uh, I think it would be a good idea if I go talk to Jesus and make a special request for our boys. And, you know, fathers are more, they're more balanced. And, you know, they want our children to kind of be self-sufficient. So I can imagine Zebedee probably said, uh, if the boys wanted to do that, uh, they want you to do it, let them do it for themselves. My God, hallelujah. They're big enough, uh, they're smart enough, they have been trained enough to go and ask Jesus for themselves. But mothers would say, uh-uh. It sounds better coming from me. Glory to God. I believe I can convince Jesus to do this thing for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know, I'm glad about it. I don't know about you, that mothers are still doing that today. They're going to back for their children if they say sports, Cameron, glory to God. You see, granddad, mama, going, let me put a bug in the ear of the coach. My Lord, hallelujah. Let, let, let me have a little He's really good with the gospel. Let me go talk to coach over here. Glory to God. And many of you, many of you have talked to people in authority that are over something, whether it be a sport, academic, or whatever, concerning your children to put in a good word. My Lord, hallelujah. And I'm glad about it because that's our nature, y'all. 
Glory to God. We can't run from who we are. Ain't that right, Sister Michelle? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So even though some people thought she was out of line, selfish, worldly, she was simply going to bat for them. And you know what? They may not have been able to sit at the right and left hand of Jesus Christ. But 10 years later, John became the head of the church in Jerusalem. It was the most powerful position to be held by an apostle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And because of his standing, his position, his commitment to that position, uh, we know that there were consequences later in this life. That's why Jesus said you've got to be ready to partake of this bitter cup. Hallelujah. So John, in his later years, found himself on the Isle of Patmos, my God. And that's where he would spend his last days, secluded from his friends, his family, and even from his church. Now, his mother asked for both of them. Hallelujah. And James uh, elevated in ministry, but he was the first one to be put to death by Herod Agrippa. But you know what? We're not afraid to die for this glorious gospel. Because God says, hallelujah. Uh, uh, we say it like the Apostle Paul. He says, to live is gain, but to die is Christ. Hallelujah. So to die is Christ. So I'm sure Jesus was standing right there to welcome both of them into the kingdom of the heavenly kingdom of God. Hallelujah. This woman, Salome, she was willing to be there for her children. She was willing to be there for her sister. She was willing to be there for Christ. My God. Because the third point is that she had a dedication to the Lord. She was dedicated. She had a servant, sacrificial heart. She was sacrificed. My God. Hallelujah. The word records uh, in Mark 15, chapter 41, uh, 15, verse 41, it says that when Jesus was in Galilee, she was among those who followed him and ministered to him. And ministering is simply being a servant, y'all. Hallelujah. It is one who serves another's interest. So she was completely dedicated. Hallelujah. Even though during that time, Following Jesus was not the acceptable thing in the eyes of many people. There were thousands of people that followed him at various times, but there was still, they were the minority. Most people in the days of Jesus rejected him, if the truth be told. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But this is the bottom line. To get to the meat of the matter, I already did. Amen. But this is the bottom line, y'all. Regardless of how well we've done for our children and our parenting skills, no matter how well we've done in taking care of their physical needs, hallelujah, no matter how well we have done, and taking care of their emotional needs, so trying to be attentive to their emotional needs. 
There is a much bigger need that needs to be filled in the life of our children, and that is a need for God. See, when God is on our side, my Lord, hallelujah, there's nothing that can stand against us. My God, the weapon may fall, but it won't prosper because God is on our side. And as a parent, we have an incredible obligation to introduce our children to God. My God, that's why the word of God says to train them up in the way in which they should go so when they are young, they will not depart from it. I thank God that there was some impartation put in my own life that kept me from self-destruction. Hallelujah. Because if you plant the seed, my God, at the appropriate time, it will flourish. It will nourish. And we will come to our senses. Children will come to their senses no matter what, uh, how they go astray. If the seed has been sown in their life. Hallelujah. And we ask that. Uh, uh, I think it will behoove all of us that uh, to pray that God will call our children to do something for his glory. Whether it be missionaries, preachers, teachers, uh, armor bearers, whatever, evangelists, glory to God. So many things that the Lord has need of here. Glory to God. And we should have a yearning in our spirit that our children be called to do some something for the Lord. He's done so much for us, my God, that surely we want to do something for him. Hallelujah. So the best thing that a mother can do, hallelujah, is to commit her children back to the Lord. Do like Hannah did, Lord. I give them back to you. I give them to the priest, which is a representative of Christ. Hallelujah. And I need you to nurture him, nourish him, pull out all the gifts that God has. Do you know when you come to accept God Almighty that with it comes a gift, or maybe even multiple gifts? Glory to God. And it's our prayer that those gifts will be nurtured, but most of all, that you will accept the calling that you have on your life. My God, hallelujah. So that you can say, use me, Lord. Use me for your glory, God. Hallelujah. Whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to say, God, I'm willing, God. We must have a willing spirit. And people of God, in today's society, there needs to be some awesome teaching of the Lord. Keep everything is out of alignment. Children are doing what they want to do. Children do not value life, and so they become adults that don't value life. My God, and that's why our murder rates are so high. My God, family so high. Digging holes for people is so high. We just got to stay under Hallelujah. The power and the might of the Almighty God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So mothers, 
I'm going to close now, but I saw something by Rudolf Kipling that kind of brought a reality to my spirit. And he wrote these words, and I'm coming to a close. He said, and he's talking about mother. He said, if I was hanged on the high hill, mother, oh my, mother, oh my, I know whose love will follow me still. He said, mother, oh my, mother, oh my. He said, if I was drowned in the deep sea, mother, oh my. Mother, oh my, I know whose tears will come down to me. Hallelujah. And he said, if I was damned by body and soul, mother, mother, oh my, I know whose prayers would make me whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mother, we salute you today. We say happy Mother's Day. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We glorify you. We give you love. We give you love. And we thank God for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give God Almighty and His praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in to today's message. We hope that this service blessed your life. Please come back and join us again next time. Have a great day. God bless.